Hey, 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 Lead with Art fam. <laughs> Today we have an awesome, amazing uh, guest interview with the amazing Ruth Elaine. Um, I want to tell you a little bit of background about Ruth. First off, like she popped up in my DMs and her energy was out of this world amazing. And I just knew we needed to connect. We hopped on a networking call and it in that moment, I was like, she has to be on the podcast. So I'm so excited for all of you guys because you're in for a really amazing treat. So Ruth is passionate about helping women entrepreneurs master their mindset around sales so they become unstoppable and get more yeses from their sales conversations and opportunities. She's also a contributor to the Huffington Post and enjoys empowering her community to think in empowering ways that inspires them to sell their work confidently. And today we're going to be really diving in like overcoming the fear of rejection on your sales calls and in your entire sales process. So welcome to the podcast, Ruth. Hi, everyone. I'm so pleased to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So Ruth, tell us a little bit about your journey. Like how did you start doing the work that you're doing now? Yeah, thank you so much. So um, I've been in business now since 2011 that was like 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 my first online business and um but prior to that I was a salesperson selling like very expensive pots and pans and what that meant was like going around people's houses knocking doors and throughout that process I got like you know door slammed in my face people saying all sorts of things like buzz off kind of (laughs) but um but, but throughout that process, I actually found people who were willing to like pay like 5,000 pounds, 6,000 pounds for pots and pans, right? So anyway, fast forward a couple of years down, down the line, I started off with my online business, blogging, and I got really, really good at it. And then a few years down the line, I was like, you know what? I really want to be able to help coaches with 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 their business in in terms of of uh, sales because i realized that a lot of coaches are really really good at what they do but when it comes to the sales part when it comes to putting themselves out there making offers and doing the sales calls right and telling people what they charge they freeze so i was like you know what let me you know let me do this and i started off my uh, business coaching coaches and the ridiculous thing that happened was that my first nine to 12 months, I did not make a single sale. Wow. And that was so embarrassing, right? As a sales coach, mm-hmm. you know, not making any sales because I thought that because I, I had sold pots and pans and I'm really good at like sales, you know, coming into this business as a coach, I, you know, clients should just start pouring through the door. Mm-hmm. But, but what I realized was that it's a different thing when you're selling other people's things but when it comes to your own thing and you're selling and and you're being the face of what you do and you have to kind of like sell yourself like it's a completely different story so i worked through all of that and at one point i you know i did over 100 sales calls and only had four people <laughs> sign up wow yeah so that was a huge learning learning process for me and um, there were uh, there, there were so many shifts that I that I made, which I'll be sharing, you know, 
uh, um, on this podcast. And that really helped me to like, you know, shift things. And just 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 one more thing that I wanted to quickly, um, you know, add, you know, add in there uh, is that um, I, I, I used to have a very, very bad um, um, stutter. And mm-hmm. now it's actually gotten really, really better. But that, that was one one of the things that kind of like held me back. And once I started to realize that it, it, even like on on sales calls, I would sometimes like freeze. I'd, I'd be thinking like, what if they think I don't know what, what I'm talking about because I I um, stuttered, yeah. right? So I had to I had to let that go and become okay with it. And I just wanted to add that in there because sometimes there are things that we think are holding us back that we need to let let go of. So when you are talking about, so this is so beautiful in terms of like, there's things we need to let go of before we <laughs> step into really selling our services. And you were also sharing that there were some shifts that happened that helped you convert more um, and like step away from the nine <laughs> months of not selling online. What were some yeah. of those shifts? Yeah. So one of them was really getting clear about all the thoughts I had about selling. So like I said, you know, I was selling other people's stuff in like prior to like becoming a a, a, a sales coach. So it was easy for me like to, to because I wasn't, because I, I, I was selling other people's things, I wasn't taking things personally. I was like, well, that's the um, company, right? But when it came to selling my own thing, I was like starting to like take things personally. When people said, 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 no, I, I, I would take it personally and think that it meant something about me. Mm-hmm. So one of the key shifts that I had to make was to uncover and get really clear about all the ways I was thinking ab- about selling that wasn't serving me and all the things I was making no's to mean, right? And and for some people, like like for 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 me as well, I also had to look back to all the things that I had heard when growing up as a child, right? Throughout you know throughout my teens, even like mm-hmm. even like early a- a- adulthood, right? Yeah. And the, like, there's this stigma around sales, and out there, like people kind of like look at 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 salespeople as if they're doing something bad mm. so I had to really like get 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 clear what are those things that I had heard or that I had started thinking about sales so for so for example and I don't know if some of you have been through this where you're at the dinner table and then the phone rings and then dad or mom runs over to pick up the the phone and then within one minute, they're back and they're like, oh, it's those annoying salespeople trying to sell me something, mm. right? Those yeah. things stick. And when we start our own business, when we start our own businesses, we don't want to, we, 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 we don't want to be that person that our parents were talking about, that annoying salesperson. Mm-hmm. And so we hold back. Mm. So that was one thing that I definitely had to shift. And, and for those of you listening, you know, this is something that you might want, want to do to just journal, like, what are those things holding you back? Like, what are those things that you've heard 
or what are those experiences that probably you yourself have have had uh, when trying to buy something, you know, that left a very bad taste in your mouth? Because whether you like it or or not, those those experiences, it's it's showing up and it's making you to hold back. Mm. You know, what I'm also hearing as well is that there's this layer of mindset blocks beneath it, right? So stuff that stops us from doing the sales calls or being afraid of really showing up fully. And then I also hear um, beneath it as well is that it sounds like there's a lack of self-trust in yourself Mm. too. Like if you really deeply like trust yourself, you're going to show up with a different energy on the call. So I'm curious, um, especially, and that's a beautiful exercise with the journal prompt and reflecting on like the things that you heard, um, around selling but when you're on the call like Mm -hmm. a lot of times what I'll hear from clients is they feel like they're improvising or they feel like they don't even know what they're supposed to be doing on a sales call like what are some of the things like you help your clients with with feeling like really comfortable and confident and um holding the container yeah that is such a, a a great question and it all starts with the mindset that we're bringing to to the sales call, mm-hmm. and that's why I was saying that it's so it it, it is so important that that we clear out those thoughts that isn't serving us. Yeah. So for us to feel confident, right? If if we're having thoughts like, "Is this person going to buy? Am mm-hmm. I going to be able to help this uh, person? Um, what if they say no?" Right. When we have those thoughts running around in our heads, when we show up to to the conversation, we're going to show up in that energy and people can feel they they can feel it when when we are not certain about what it is that we are offering them. So that is always the starting point. Mm-hmm. right it's 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 so, so key. Now, the other thing as well that that really that um that really really helps is having a structure yeah and a framework Mm -hmm. you know once you have the mindset piece sorted out and you're showing up to the call and you're certain you're um, confident then the framework supports you and um it is it is not about you know have you know just reading off off a a, a script mm-hmm. but but rather listening and that is such a key skill mm-hmm. being able to listen for for what they're saying with like verbally and also what they're not verbally telling you mm-hmm. something as simple as a sigh means a lot and one of the mistakes that I used to make was that I was not seeing all these things I wasn't hearing it I wasn't hearing what people were not telling me. And I would just like, you know, go through my um, um, framework and miss out so many things. But now, you know, I am able to like hear everything, what they're saying, what they're not saying. 
And one of the key things that will help, you know, for, for anyone listening here, one of the key things that would really help you is to be 100% present in the conversation. So it's not the time to like think to, to be thinking about what if they don't buy, what if they buy, like it's it's about really just being there with them. Yep. And even being okay, even 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 um in the moments when you you know when you ask them questions and they are silent, they you know they don't respond quickly and um and there's like this awkward space of silence that was one thing that used to that I was so on uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. but it's about being able to sit in that silence being able to be there with them yeah I mean I I feel it especially when you're describing it it's it's really an energetic energetics, right? It's an energy that you bring to the call. And I love how you're blending the mindset and you're blending the, uh, the structure framework and really how both of them support each other uh, for you to show up and hold the call in a very powerful space. Um, yes. For those who like fear rejection, like they're so afraid of hearing no's and objections, Mm-hmm. Um, cause a lot of times there's this belief that, um, people are going to hate you or people are going to talk crap about you on the internet or say that you were pushy or very abrasive or, you know, people fear like what other people say about them, right? There's a, a little bit of people pleaser, um, in a lot of us, right. Yeah, <laughs> we're in just absolutely. like in the journey, right. Um, how would somebody handle that, especially if they're afraid of hearing objections? Yeah, great, great question. Um, there, there are two ways I'm going to answer this. And the first thing is um, changing the meaning that we are given to, you know, to people saying no or people re, 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 rejecting us right Mm -hmm. what is the meaning that we're given to it Mm. and that is what makes it so painful that people don't want to go through it because they're attaching some meaning to it sometimes they make it mean like that means I'm not good enough that means nobody wants what I have to offer Mm. that means that um, I'm never going to be able to make this business work I'm never going to I am never going to succeed right those are some of the meanings that people give it that makes it so like some uh something that they don't want to go through so one thing that i say to my clients uh, that that really supports them is like you know these meanings that you're giving to it they're optional like you can always choose to 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 give it a different meaning so why are you choosing that it's that why why are you choosing to make it mean that you're that 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 you're not good enough right so that is it's it is so key that we change the way that we look at it if somebody tells you no it doesn't mean anything uh, about you and even though intellectually it makes sense 
and people could kind of like get that but what but when it comes down to it it's so important that we're clear from the start that what that if anyone tells me no like like, like that's okay it doesn't mean anything uh, about me and one thing that i've i've found is that truthfully like like so many times it means like it is it's 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 never about you but but sometimes like like many times it's actually down to to that person the reason why they're saying no is because of their own fears mm. and not even about you right so take the lessons and you know what i share with 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 my clients is that take the, take the lessons and then move on mm. don't dwell on it the past is past move on to the next to the next uh, um, um, person. Um, the other way that I, I, that I would like to answer this is that mm-hmm. um, re- 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 rejection is something that people avoid because mm-hmm. of emotions that they don't want to feel. Mm emotions like disappointment they don't want to feel anything they they just want to feel good all the time so and 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 hearing people tell them no could mean that they that they don't want to feel good so Mm. uh, could mean that they don't feel 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 good and so they're avoiding that feeling so what if we're okay with it what if we're all okay with people saying no and you're and you're okay with experiencing any negative emotions that you might feel mm-hmm. and i think when we do that that makes such a huge difference it makes us unstoppable because when you're when you're willing to like feel anything then there's no mm-hmm. action there's not there, there, there's no action you wouldn't be able to take and you know what i'm also hearing too as you're speaking is um what you're really sharing is making everything like, okay. Right. Like whatever's in front of you is okay. Like you're going to be okay. Like no matter what emotions you're feeling. And this is so beautiful because when you bring it into the sales call process, if somebody tells you they can't afford it, or now is not the time, or they have to speak to their spouse or any of like the typical objections people get, instead of being, um, even if you get triggered in that moment, what you're saying and what's so beautiful is letting yourself be okay with it. Mm -hmm. And then through being okay with it, you're able to have a clear enough mind to be able to respond to what that person said or that objection they gave in a very heart centered way that they might even sign up for your program then and there, right? Because you didn't um, let your fear run the show when their fears were coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so beautifully said. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you said it though. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I just love like everything that you're sharing right now because 
it's, it's really putting um, a beautiful layer of leading with heart underneath the surface of it. Um, because a lot of people fear these sales calls or fear rejection um, because they might be afraid of the emotion attached to it. Like how you, how you said, Mm -hmm. Um, my question is like, how do you help your clients handle those objections when they do come up? Like, what are some ways that you support them in that? Oh yeah. Great, great question. So the first thing is, um, getting really, you know, overcoming your own objections. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is this, for like, for example, if someone says, I don't have the money, right? What do you believe uh, about that? Mm. Right? Because here's the thing, like what, what I, like, like what usually happens and what used to happen for me back then was that whenever anybody said anything, like I don't have the money, it's, it is too expensive. I would believe them right away. And the reason why was because there was something with, within me that also believed that it was too expensive. So when they said that it was too expensive, I was like, okay, no worries. When you have the money, come back and, and, we'll, and we'll get get started. So I was always taking the easy way out. Mm. So any objection that, that you're getting, the first thing is to is to make sure that you, that, that you don't have any hangups around it. Because if you do, if you have any hangups around money, um, around people needing to, to you know, speak to their spouse or speak to their cats, <laughs> yeah. whatever, you are gonna buy, like you're, you're, you're gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna give them the space to actually for, for you to get curious, to really understand what is really going on. Mm. So that's, that's the first thing. And then also what I found as well is that many objections are usually like the first uh, objections that people share are usually not the real one. It's mm. usually not the real ones. There's usually something underneath. And that's why it's so important important to get curious and that's a very important tool that I teach to my clients to get curious to really understand what is really going on and doing it from a place of love and not from a you know not not from a place of trying to force them to like buy whatever it is that they are selling there is a big difference when when you are genuinely uh, when when you're genuinely curious as opposed to when you're trying to get them to buy. Because when you're curious, you might realize that, um, yes, it it is the case that they really don't have the money. Or, yes, it it is the case that this is not the right fit for them. Mm. Or it might be that it it, it is their own fear that is holding them back from taking that next step, that it is actually the right fit, but it is their own fears that is um, holding them back. And that's where we need to put on our coaching hats 
and mm -hmm. coach them through that fear. So what I'm hearing and reflecting back, it sounds like when it comes to um, when you invite them into the program towards the end of the call and when objections start to pop up, it's yeah. coaching hat mode. Like Absolutely. you immediately step into coaching mode and get curious and ask the right questions to get to the root of why they're having objections around this program. Why are um, they not ready yet to sign up? Or is it because this program isn't just for them? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, um, what I'd be curious about something you, you said a little bit earlier was, um, whenever you hear an objection, you got a question within yourself. If you have that same objection, what are some ways that you've helped your clients, um, shift their objections or get their offer or their feeling around their offer in more alignment? Yeah. So one of the big objections out there is I don't have the money. It's mm -hmm. too expensive, right? So using that as an example, um, one of the, 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 the ways that I help my clients to, to shift that is for them to be, to, to um, shift their money story. What is it that they believe uh, uh, about money? How do, you know, how, like, what are the things they have heard about money? How do they, like, like, do they believe that money is something evil? Because that's something that, that is so huge in the coaching space. Like people feel like, you know, I shouldn't be charging this much because um, they feel like they're taking away people's, people's money. Mm. Right. And they feel like, you know, I, I should, you know, I shouldn't charge this much. I should charge very, very little because I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a good person. Like a lot of times people, like people link um, charging, you know, charging little with, um, with being a good person, with helping mm -hmm. people, right? So it's, it's, it, it's about helping them to, to start looking at money differently, to, to, to start seeing that when people invest in a program, that we're actually doing them a big service. Mm -hmm. Because when you pay for something, there's a way that you show up differently. Mm -hmm. We want to like, you know, get our money's worth. We want to make sure that we, that, that we make it worthwhile. So that is such a key part to it. The other piece to, to this is helping them to really understand the value of what they have to offer. Mm. And the way, and the way that, that we do that is by helping them to see the consequences of, the, of their clients not, you know, having that, that transformation that they can help them with. So for example, um, as a health coach, if you help uh, moms to like lose weight and to feel confident, you know, what are the consequences of moms out there not losing the weight, not feeling confident, not being able to, 
You know, is it that they show up to work, they are not able to speak out in meetings, and so they get overlooked, mm. they don't get a pay raise because they're, they, they, they're not speaking out, they're being so timid, right? Like those are the consequences. Maybe, you know, they get home and they're not, they, they, they don't have the energy to like run around with their kids and really be present for their children. So when we stack up all those consequences, it helps my um, clients to, to really understand like, wow, what I have to offer is so, uh, so amazing. And this is everything that they're going to be able to do as a result of, of this transformation. And on, on the other hand, these are all the consequences. This, this is what's going to happen if, if clients don't, um, don't, don't achieve this, this transformation. So when they understand that, then they, then, then they start to realize how valuable their program is. Mm. Wow, this is so beautiful. Like, I love how you really broke everything down, like step-by-step step from like, even before you even step on the sales call with the mindset from the framework to even handling objections and digging even deeper into like, what are the consequences of, their ideal client not signing up for their offer on that call. So my question for you, as we start to um, close this up is what is it, what is it that is on your heart to share with this audience? Like if you had one message to share with this audience, what would it be? Yeah, I think it would be, be willing to fail. It doesn't sound sexy. It doesn't sound fun, but when you're willing to fail, like everything opens up, opens up for you. And the reason why I really, I really, I, I say that is that when we avoid failure, we, we avoid um, hearing the no's, we avoid um, uh, making offers and, and nobody getting interested in it when like when we avoid all those things when we avoid taking action right what what we're really doing is that we are already failing ahead of time mm. but when we are willing to embrace the failure we're em we're willing to embrace whatever it is that comes up as a result of the failure then we're going to be able to do anything we're not going to care whether we get, a, you know, 100 no's, like what happened for me when I went through that rough patch of like 100 mm -hmm. no's, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And that's how we, that, that's how we grow. Mm. Be willing to fail. Be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to hear the no's. And as I share that, I also want to share this as well, because I don't think a lot of people do this. And this is one of the, the secret weapons um, that, that, that I teach to my clients. And it is this, evaluate every sales conversation, evaluate it. How did it go? What did you, what did you do well? What, what didn't quite work out? What is it that you could do better? I've got like a bunch of um, questions that 
that um, my clients need to like go through for every single sales conversation. Mm-hmm. And that helps them to, to, to learn what, whatever lessons they need to learn and take those lessons forward into the next call. So whether it's a sale or it is not a, a, a sale, I, I still get them to, to evaluate it because mm-hmm. every single lesson is so, so precious for mm-hmm. the next conversation. So, 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 so beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with my audience today. And I have another question. How can they stay in contact with you? Yes. So um, I've got a, a free masterclass and it's, and, and it's basically the, the six shifts that I teach to my clients to help them overcome self self-doubt and to and to sign up more more clients into their um, programs, so you can find it at masteryoursalesmindset.com. Um, master your I'll, I'll share that one one more time. Masteryoursalesmindset.com. Beautiful. Thank you so much, and everybody that is listening to the podcast, feel free to share this podcast, subscribe, leave a review and get all your friends and biz besties onto that masterclass because it's going to be filled with so much juicy sales wisdom. (laughs) All righty. Thank you all so, so much and sending you all so much love. Thank you. See ya.